welcome to Science Podcast. So today we're going to talk about fundamental forces and potential energy. So first of all, a little disclaimer before we start. If they are background noises, I apologize. My neighbors are constructing and they magically decided that they wanted to construct this time when I decided to make a podcast again, when I have to make this podcast again, they couldn't construct or build their house again through all the months I didn't make a podcast, now they decided to do it this week, but just I wanted to leave that little disclaimer in there. So, let's get into topic. So we're going to talk about fundamental forces and potential energy. This is a topic that, like, if you would ask me, um, what, months ago, I would say that I'm not interested, that it will be an difficult topic to learn about energy that I don't want to learn about energy and I just can't believe that I was like that like I have been invested in this topic for a lot uh, of time like the past weeks I've been really invested I love to convert energy stuff like that I think it's my favorite topic in science for now like I haven't seen a lot of stuff but for now it is so let's get into it I hope that you can enjoy it, so let's go. Scientists have identified four fundamental forces in nature. These are natural forces that cause potential energy. Understanding the potential energy that these forces cause requires understanding something about the forces themselves. So yeah, we're going to talk about the forces and then that potential energy that they create. So I was saying something about formulas and converting uh, seconds ago, minutes ago, let's say. And I'm not ga- going to get into that because it's kind of difficult to explain it through a podcast. It's better to explain it like in a screen, in paper. I actually prefer that stuff and I will get complicated. It will, it will complicate myself and I don't want to. I w- it, it will confuse you instead of learning how. So I'm just going to focus more on the theoretical stuff and doing some comments about it. I have... To explain why this has become my favorite topic at the end of the podcast because it will be boring if I explain it right now. So first let's learn about the forces and then I'm going to tell you about it. So let's go. So there are four forces. The first one is gravitational force. It's an attractive force between all material objects. Any object that has a mass exerts a gravitational force that pulls nearby object towards itself. So... The law of universal gravitation, look it up at Google if you don't know what that is, because I'm basically, I'm going to focus a lot on the forces and the energy, not in other things, because I want to be, I want you to learn about it, to understand about it. I have learned that a couple weeks ago, that you have to focus on something so you can learn, and not start looking up for other things that are not the thing you actually want to learn. You have to be very concentrated about it. So, the law of universal gravitation says that the strength of the gravitational force between two objects is directly proportional to the masses of two objects, and is inversely proportional to the square of the distance between them. The gravitational force weakens quickly but has theoretically unlimited range. For example, let's say, the sun's gravitational force holds the entire solar system together. And even though 
that gravitational force is the weakest of the four fundamental forces. When I was reading this in my during my research, I was like, what? I have been invested a lot about energy, but I haven't, I ha- I hadn't read about the fundamental forces, and I was reading about it. I was like, what? It's, we're talking about the solar system, and you're telling me that it's like the weakest. Wow. So, it's convenient to consider a celestial body like Earth being surrounded by a gravitational field. This is a model that represents the direction and strength of the body's gravity at every point in space. The direction of a body's gravitational field is always towards the body's center. The strength of a gravitational field is defined as a gravitational force on a much smaller object within the field. So, I'm going to talk about that these gravitational these forces have some energy. So, one of the energy about the gravitational force is gravitational gravitational potential energy. This is the potential energy that an object gains from the work used to move it against a gravitational field. This energy is transferred from whatever transferred from whatever is left in the object. And if the object can fall, its gravitational potential energy is converted into kinetic energy. Basically, gravitational potential energy is a component of mechanical energy. That's gravitational potential energy. Near the Earth's surface, an object weight is essential constant. To work to lift it against gravity is simply the weight times the height to which it's lifted. So that's basically like what I was talking about, the formulas and other stuff. If you ever want to convert something, is the weight times the height to which it's lifted. So now, let's move on onto my, the next one, the weak nuclear force. So, the weak nuclear force affects cer- certain subatomic particles. Although this is the third strongest fundamental force, it's over 10 over 33 times stronger than the gravitational force. Unlike the gravitation, the weak nuclear force is extremely short range. It generally operates over distances less than 2 times 10 meters as a result. It is very, very difficult to study because the potential energy caused by the weak nuclear force is usually minuscule compared to the potential energy caused by another fundamental force. So that's why it's called the weak nuclear force. Because it has atomic particles that are so small that they're very small. Very small. They are smaller than atoms. So that was for the weak nuclear force. It actually like how can scientists study stuff? Like who discovered the weak nuclear force? I might have it in my research. I actually don't remember. It's kind of um, nostalgic to make a podcast again, and I kind of. I kind of forgot how to do it, so let's keep going. The electromagnetic force. Both electricity and magnetism have been known since ancient times. But it wasn't until the 19th century that scientists discovered that these two are related. Scientists know that any electric current produces 
magnetism and that all magnetism is produced by the movement of plate particles. Electricity and magnetism are two different manifestations, manifestations, sorry, manifestations of the electromagnetic force. So, this electromagnetic force, electromagnetic force, God, I can pronounce it, electromagnetic force, there. It's the second strongest fundamental force. It is about 717 times stronger than the weak nuclear force and more than 10 times stronger than gravitation. That's cool. The electromagnetic force affects only objects with an electric charge. Logical. I was, but I was talking about particles, magnetism, ele- electric currents. It makes sense. So, the gravitational force always attracts and never repels. In the contrast, the electromagnetic force can either or attract or repel. The electromagnetic force is responsible for all known forces in the universe except for the gravitational force and some subatomic forces. Most forces that were observed in a daily life are caused by a repulsive electromagnetic force between electrons, negatively charged particles into atoms. For example, if someone pushes a box across a room, the repulsive electromagnetic force between electrons in his hands and electrons in the box is what actually causes the box to move. That's cool. I didn't even know that. It's interesting, you know. Like I, I might I might talk more about it at the end of the podcast. But basically last time I was seeing a video about some guy who had some weird experience and he was talking a lot about the atoms, the particles that we have in our body, and how those particles are the things that we that we touch. I actually can't remember what he said, but it's, it's part of the thing I said that I was very invested in energy. I will explain it a little bit later so that we can understand, but it's it's, it's something I get like a deja, deja vu right now. I'm telling you about this, about this, about the bugs and the atoms and electrons, because I just... Remember that. That's something I really found interesting. That was something like I was thinking about it like for weeks. So let's keep going. Just as an object with mass can be treated as being surrounded by a gravitational field, a charged object can be viewed as being surrounded by an electric field. That is strongest, strongest at its location and gets weaker with distance. It's like, let's say, I'm going to make a, comp- a comparison right now. I don't know if it's going to be okay. This is like the way I understand it. Like, um, it says that it's strongest as its location and gets weaker with distance. Like, when I connect my AirPods with my phone, like, it has a range of how t- of how how distance you can get from your phone and the headphones to the music keep playing or whatever you're hearing. So. If your phone is in the same location, then the AirPods is going to keep working, but it's going to be, um, how do you say, like, it's going to be weaker. The signal of music you're hearing is going to be weaker as long as you get distance from where your phone is. We could compare that with Bluetooth. So, 
The objects exert an electric force on any other charged object within its electric field. The force is proportional to the strength of the field. Electric potential energy is the electromagnetic potential energy that a stationary charged object has from the work needed to move it through another stationary object's electric field. So in this electromagnetic force, we have um, an, a charged particle in motion that produces a magnetic field. This force causes magnetic potential energy. These are called by in, these are caused by interact, interacting magnet, magnetic fields, and this is similar to electric potential energy because they are both caused by the electromagnetic force. And then we have the one of the one energy more that is chemical energy. Is the energy resulting from the chemical combination of atoms into molecules? It can be thought as the electric potential energy between the subatomic particles in molecules. And it, this energy can be released or stored in a chemical reaction. Now let's talk about another one. When an object is stretched, compressed, bent, or twisted, a restorative electric, ele, sorry, elastic, God, I can't can talk. A restorative elastic force tries to return the object to its original shape. This restorative force is actually the electromagnetic force attempting to maintain an optimal distance between neighboring atoms and molecules. This is caused by a elastic potential energy and its proportions to both the restorative force and the amount of deformation. And then here we come to the last force, is the strong nuclear force. The strongest fundamental force acts only when the nuclei or cores of atoms is called the strong nuclear force this. This force binds subatomic particles together to form the nucleus of an atom. The strong nuclear force has an extremely short range, but within that distance it is 10 times strong as the electromagnetic force and over 10 times as strong as the gravitational force. The potential energy is caused by the strong nuclear force is nuclear potential energy. These energy transfers and conversions involving nuclear potential energy are not absorbed in everyday life but are very important in chemical reactions that affect the nucleus of the atom. So, that were all the forces. I really hope that I, I, I know I made mistakes in my pronunciation, I'm sorry I haven't done this in a lot, lot of time. I hope that you could understand. So now, something that I have been saying since I started uh, talking was that I was really invested in this topic, and yeah, I was invested in this topic uh, since a lot of time, like, I think two, three, four months. And I was very invested because, let's say that I'm a very, I think of myself as I'm, as I'm, as I am weird. So I have said in my podcast that I like space, um, I like, I have talked about the ocean, criminology and all this stuff, but my, my two, the two things I basically watch and, and I'm passionate about are criminology, and something I have never mentioned is paranormal stuff. I'm someone who sees a lot of these videos and I have been invested in energy because there are a lot of ghost hunting equipment, they say. They say it like that, which they basically work with energy. 
so I have been reading a lot about it. There's an EMF, there's something called an EMF reader, who basically works with electromagnetic force. They say that there, if there is energy somewhere, like they say, if a ghost is here, like this EMF is going to go up. It has colors and all that stuff. So yeah. So I have been invested in that for something I really uh, have been interesting. I don't know if I explained this well. I kind of nervous about making a podcast again. And yeah, so I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it like me. And I wish I could talk more about this energy because I have been really, really invested about it. And something I talked about was um, this guy who talked about particles and atoms. I think we should leave that to another podcast, but I hope you enjoy this one and you, I hope you can learn. Well, see you later and I hope you enjoyed.